Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome along to Paper Talk Extra, Irish Examiner Sports weekly podcast on all things sport. I'm here with Mikey Sheen, Rob McNamara and Stephen Barry. I'm Peter McNamara and over the next half an hour, 35 minutes, we're going to focus our tensions this week on the Premier League and the two key clashes on Sunday, the two massive derbies, Liverpool and Everton and Man United against Manchester City. But we will start with the latter tie there mentioned. Um, Mikey... As it's as big as it gets. We have a Man United fan sitting to our, on my right, um, Rob. This is an enormous game, more for United than City, I would argue. But the fact that Paul Pogba won't be available to United through suspension following Sun or Saturday evening's red card at the Emirates, that robs United of a massive tool in midfield. Yeah, and I actually think this is a massive game for the Premier League and actually for Sky because mm. if... Man City win this game and start to pull further away from United and further away from the rest of the field. They're going to have a hard time selling their product, <laughs> um, and, and that's just a, that's even a minor point in all this. It is a huge game. It, it, it's a huge game. It's a huge contrast in styles of what we're going to see on Sunday. I think Man City are the pass masters. They're the accuracy masters. They've got their their, go, their goal scoring at will and a small bit of slowdown over the last three or four Premiership games. Um, but like they have three players in the top five scorers this year. They have the best guys that are in assist wise in De Bruyne and Silva so far this year, um, and Sane. Um, and they have just a style of play that has probably not been seen in an awful long time in the Premiership. And and that's that's Pep now really showing his his style across it. Uh, United have they found their style? I think they're very close to after finding it after the way they performed against Arsenal. Um, they defended heroically at times, um, and I know people will say like defensively they still De Gea still had probably he's the most impressive game you'll see from a, a goalkeeper in an awful long time, and so the defence was porous to leave that happening. But they were coming up a very good Arsenal side going forward, uh, who are probably one of the top cre- chance creators in the Premier League as well. Um, and I think I, I think they've United if they can get that base right, and the two I think I think it's a massive game for Fellaini. I, I think United will start him on Sunday. I think the fact he didn't play midweek as well is a bit of a giveaway. I think they're going to sit him with uh, Matic in the front and try and hit him the counter. Where I think we're in trouble there is the Pogba, as you say. I think Pogba is that link to get our front three working. The Lukaku, um, it'll be Lukaku, Lingard and Martial. I think that worked brilliantly against Arsenal when you had Pogba to, to, to join the dots. I'm not sure Matic or Fellaini will be able to do that and as a result I think you'll see an awful lot of United attacks breaking down in trying to get up I think once we get forward we can get forward because you'll have Young and Valencia on the wings 
if we can't get them into play, I think it'll be Man City will dominate 65-70% of the possession. As you were going along there, I forgot to mention that you're also a United fan, but the reason why I mentioned you, Robin's a United fan, because at least you try to be neutral, he just doesn't. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely doesn't. Stephen, Man City... Not a United fan. <laughs> <laughs> Not a United fan. The Chelsea man, yeah. Um, Man City, just looking at the home and the away table in the Premier League, City top boat, United are second in the home ta- in the home table. Like City's away form, played seven, won seven, scored eighteen, conceded four goals. Man United at home, played seven, won seven, scored twenty, won against. What's gonna give? Well, City have just been so consistent. I mean, you talk about their away form and I know they've preferred playing Gabriel Jesus up front in away games and away road home. The consistency that they've they've had, and even in the last few games against Southampton, against Huddersfield, West Ham, to grind out results has been hugely impressive. And that, to be honest, given what United would probably throw at them, that experience would probably stand to them facing a kind of what you would expect to be a rear guard action, especially in the absence of Pogba to maybe mm. link things up on the counter. So, like City, there's just like they hadn't lost a game until the Champions League dead rubber during the week so there really there isn't a lot to say against them at the minute the way they've been performing I know it will be by far their biggest test now this weekend but I mean they've, it's been a near flawless campaign for them so far Rob I was talking to a mad Man City fan this morning um, he said to me he's beginning to get a slightly concerned by the level of performance in the sense that he thinks that possibly that it's taking a team to come at him to draw draw them out because they might be getting slightly complacent um, yeah, I, I, I think um, the results that they've had in, in recent weeks has, has been coming for a while and I think it you know it shows the, the wear and tear that a grueling Premier League season can have on a team mm-hmm. they've, they've just got over the line in the last you know, three or four games, they've had an awful lot of possession, they've had an awful lot of shots and goal. A lot of those shots and goal are coming from outside the box because what teams are doing now is they're, they're sitting in. Um, they're basically playing, it's it's not two banks of four anymore, it's two, two banks of five. Um, and City are, are, are struggling to, to break teams down and I, I think that will be a team for the rest of the season that City will come up against sides and they'll just basically give up and you know try and play for a draw. Um, I don't think that will happen in Old Trafford on um, on, on on Sunday. I think I think United will go for the win. United have absolutely nothing to lose. They've they've had a fantastic season so far. Um, it, it's just been a massive improvement on what we've seen in, in recent years. Dave Moyes and Louis Van Gaal era. I think this Mourinho team is just starting to come to the boil right now. Um, they have they have two pressing problems. One is the the left back area um, could possibly do with a more dynamic left back. But Luke Shaw coming back the other night and putting in such a great performance was was a, was a real plus. Ashley Young has been absolutely brilliant there. One of the players of the season at United for me. Um, but again, you know he's a winger. He's on a left back, so we could maybe use him in other areas of the pitch. Um, Lingard coming in to play in that kind of role just behind the striker has completely changed the dynamic of the team because Mkhitaryan wasn't doing it in recent weeks uh, he's completely disappeared altogether um, so I think Mourinho will be looking to address those two areas but did, make no mistake this is a this is a, a really really strong United side and they're going to get stronger as time goes by it's probably still going to be City season this year 
but I do think United will come out and attack them. I disagree slightly with Mikey um, in terms of Fellaini. I don't think it's a game for Fellaini because he's too static. He's he's a bit of a totem pole there, and and City are just so dynamic in midfield and move the ball around so quickly that he's going to get caught out there. I think it's probably a game for Herrera, someone who's a little bit, little bit more busy um, to sit in front of the defence with um, Matic, but Pogba is is a massive loss, and you know it's a game. All games in the Premier League are a game of fine margins, but no, no more so this game. Um, and and it will be decided on fine margins. And I think the loss of Pogba, who can, who was the only player in the United team that can carry the ball from the edge of of the box to the, to the other side of the pitch, um, would would probably mean that you know City will um will will overwhelm United in, in the middle of the pitch and and. It's it's a it's a tough one to call. Um, I think United will certainly give City the best game that they've had so far this season, um, and it's it's a big test for Guardiola and his side because, as I said in recent weeks, the performances haven't been great. This will really show now if, if if City have that metal to actually go on and win the championship. Steve, I, I won't ask Mikey and Rob because they both follow United, and you know I can understand if they give a certain answer. I'm going to ask you as a neutral on this match. Rob said there that United have nothing to lose. But if they were to lose the game, the league is practically over already, would you agree? Would you class that as them having... Would you agree or disagree with Rob saying that? Do they have something to lose? In my opinion, there's a lot to lose because if they lose the game, forget about it. Yeah, I'd agree with you there because I think even Mourinho would tend to see it that way. He is... A, con- a conservative manager in that way especially in big games he would set up not to concede a goal and he will obviously be hoping to win and trying to I mean he would love nothing more than a 1-0 victory there but and we have seen it against Liverpool against Tottenham that it has been the defence exerting their will over the opposition and I think it will be that sort of try to give nothing away make sure you don't concede and hopefully there will be a goal in it for them. Um, because like whatever about winning would open it up a bit more given City's dominance, but losing would, I mean, it, you couldn't say it would end it, but it'd be very close. Mikey, where do you stand on Rob's? It's just out of interest, because I'll come back to Rob in a second there, because looking from the outside in, if this game isn't won by United... No, but but it, there's a secondary point which I'm going to ask specifically Rob in a second about this, about are United fans content with where they're going? Clearly he seems to be happy about it. But would you concede that if United do not win the game, or if City win the game more to the point, yeah, that yeah. the title is... Yeah, I, I would agree. I, think if, I hate writing off titles at this early in the season as well. I think we've seen collapses before. Which I agree with, agree with, but would you not agree at the same time that City, this particular team, oh, just look at another stratosphere? They, they absolutely are. Um, they absolutely are. They're, they're leading the leading all the important stats if you yeah. if, if you want it in terms of like they've only conceded one more goal than United, so they've only ten conceded to United's nine. They're leading the possession stats. They're leading the accuracy, shots and goal, top goal scorers so far in the league. They've Aguero nine, Sterling nine, Jesus eight. You know they've three players already in that cat in the top five. You know they have Lukaku and eight only. You know they've no support to that. Let's say that City have in terms of assists. As I said, they've De Bruyne, they've Sané, they've Silva, all with over five assists. United's top assist is Mkhitaryan with five. Who's not even going to be involved? I'd say even tomorrow might even be on the bench. Um, so everything from what we've seen in the league so far. What are we talking? Fifteen games mm-hmm. um, is all pointing that 
Man City, even if a slight dip in form for two or three games, United are going to go through a dip of form. Chelsea are, you know, so the way it's looking, if Man City win tomorrow, I think that nearly puts United's challenge to bed because I don't see a collapse of Kevin Keegan proportions in this Man City team. And the impressive thing has been how they've dealt with, I suppose, the loss of even Benjamin Mendy so far. Mm-hmm. That you have Fabian Delph just sliding at left back as if yeah. he's a natural. So they have had some adversity like that and they have come through it so that's been and they, they have options as well in a lot of the key positions like I don't think we've seen enough of this sort of Monaco Bernard Bernardo yeah. Bernard, Silva. A, Bernard Silva I think he's a fantastic player um, you know if Silva is injured at the weekend uh, for the, the weekend game which I don't believe he will be um, I think they'll, they'll have options to be able to put into the, the midfield to, to counter that now while Silva being brilliant I mean uh, they might lose something I don't think they lose enough by losing him Rob, going back to what you said earlier, you know what I'm getting at. Are you actually happier now than you were 12 months ago as a United fan? Oh, in the sense that, is there a realism around United now that it's very difficult to catch City, but you are getting there? Yeah, there certainly is realism. Nobody wants Manchester City to... Nobody, No Manchester United fan wants Manchester City to win the league. There's no doubt about that. Um, but they are what they are. Um, they have all the riches in the world... Um, they have a fantastic squad, a very good manager. Um, so, I mean, we just have to accept the situation. If it was Chelsea or Spurs who were this far ahead of United, then nobody would really be back United because um, it's not your direct um, mm-hmm. cross city rivals. Um, look, I'm not happy about City being top of the league. Don't, 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 don't get me wrong there. What I'm happy about is. From the base at which you're building. The context of, of, yeah. of United in terms of where they were last season and the season before. And the fear factor has returned to Old Trafford. We're regularly turning teams over there. Our away performances have gotten better. There's more of a flow to the side. Um, there's a better uh, formation. There's more confidence in the team. Um, and you can, you can really see the progress that has been made. Um, we've heard the word consolidation a lot in the, tw- the last 24 hours. Um, but that's what this season was for United consolidation of those Champions League places um, and, and being regularly in there and you look at the United team now and you would have to say that you know you couldn't imagine them falling out of that top four um, going into next season um, you know we're still winning trophies we're still in four competitions this season the only slight you know irksome point is that it's Manchester City who are above us um, even if Manchester United win the game on Sunday Manchester City will probably still go on, the league, go, go on and win the league so um, I think you know Mourinho was hired for, for, for three years his, his contract is up at the end of next season he'll probably extend for another one or two um, so I think he's hedging his bets and I think he knows that he can win the league eventually with United but it probably won't be this season but if you look at the progress United have made this season compared to, to recent years then any United fan should be happy with that Stephen, tactically, if you were Pep Guardiola and you have a small bit of a cushion, now we know that Guardiola doesn't really think like this, it's not really in his makeup, it would be more of a Mourinho approach, but do you think it's possible that Guardiola, Guardiola would settle, not settle, but would be content with a point at this particular stage? And if that's the case, what way, what way do you think he will set the team up on, on Sunday, or will he just carry on as, as, as they have been? I think he would take a point, but I don't think he will change how he lines up. One interesting thing from last weekend that he said he learned from the kind of close calls was that 
Jesus and Aguero up front together, he thought worked quite well, which, you know, is a bit of an obvious thing, really. But, like, if you're facing into a rear guard action, that maybe City might flood the attack, potentially. Maybe not now against United, where they are actually defending a lead, but that is something they might try and develop more into their game. But probably the bigger difference really will be who they're bringing for David Silva. Do they try to replace him with Gundogan or someone who maybe links up the attack? Or do they go a bit more defensive than that? Um, with maybe even bringing Delph in there. So I would see them try to keep with the system that's been doing them well so far. But he could, like, he could potentially throw Jesus and Aguero in there and maybe if he thinks Mourinho's going to go defensive that could be a way he could try and break it down but I would say he would probably take a point Manchester City's tactics Steve was talking about there what about the United tactics yeah uh, we know Mourinho doesn't like to lose these big games we've seen United be quite frankly poor to watch at, Ultra, at Anfield they did the business against Spurs but it wasn't a great game and both teams contributed to that spectacle it was chronic really will Mourinho go with the same approach again to try and nullify City and then try and nick one or should he just be a bit more um, progressive and, and, and say to himself look on this particular occasion we really need to go for it I honestly think if Pogba was was available for a selection he'd have gone with the same team same tactics as against Arsenal I think Arsenal would be similar in style to Man City in terms of the, the the possession they like to keep the ball they like to try and probe I think um, he would have gone with the same type of approach against Arsenal the fact that Pogba is not there I think he'll have to change it I think it'll be interesting I think Fellaini will play the reason why I think Fellaini will play is I think the height advantage I think Man City are the smallest team in the Premier League mm, good point. 5 foot 10 point seven inches point. United are the second tallest squad in the Premier League uh, with a play to your strength play to you play to what's going to get you the results like, mm-hmm. I, I know we used to kind of criticise the, the Irish set up and not playing to their strengths I think Mourinho is a master at that playing to his strengths with the car that he has he doesn't have Pogba so he'll try and up it out I think he'll go with Valencia and Young in the wing again with three centre halves and I think he'll put Matic just sitting in front of him and he'll hope that Fellaini can get up and join the attack with the two boys out wide and get as many crosses into it something has to give tomorrow United uh, passes against is usually about 300 this year Man City's passes for a game on average this year 700 mm. you know and, and that the, the, the flip is, is also true you know Man City don't give away that much possession United have about double what City usually give away possession wise so something has to give I think Fellaini will start I think he'll be an option from set pieces and I think if Man City are to get caught it is in the set pieces despite the fact that they've only conceded one goal from set pieces so far this year despite being the smallest team I think something has to give quickly before you land the verdict Steve I would be cautious though of using the Arsenal game as too much of a template because like I think City would take advantage more than Arsenal would Arsenal were able to beat the offside trap a bit with so many defenders back there and Arsenal were able to pick through the defence a bit too regularly for Mourinho's liking and they had to rely on Taya so I would be cautious of relying too much on that game great knowledge as a result as it was and very briefly a verdict on this one um, I'd say it could be the opposite of the Arsenal game I'd say it could be low score I'd say maybe 1-0 City could be 0-0 Rob verdict um, 
I think it'll be a draw. I think um, I think maybe Fellaini and Herrera will play, but Herrera will definitely play, and he'll probably try and man-mark Kevin De Bruyne. Scoreline? 2-2. Um, Mikey, scoreline? 2-1 uh, City. So we got the verdict. We're just going to go back a second. Because Rob wants to make one point, a very interesting point, actually, about Herrera potentially marking De Bruyne and possibly marking him out of the game. Tactically, Rob, that is going to be a key element of the game on Sunday, you think? Yeah, I don't think um, Mourinho will be overly concerned with um, Jesus and Aguero or whoever, which, whether both those two play or whether it's just one of the two. Um, I think the man that he's going to try and um, limit will be Kevin De Bruyne. He did it uh, last season at Old Trafford when Herrera stuck to um, Hazard for the entire game and you know it was like cutting off a limb for Chelsea. You know, All their creativity was gone. Um, I think he'll try the same thing with De Bruyne I know De Bruyne tends to drop a lot deeper than he did previously um, and, he, but he, and he has a free role basically with City so I think Herrera will play and he'll probably follow him around the pitch for the entire game I think Fellaini might also play and United might sacrifice um, the, the, the attacking player in midfield um, and go a little bit defensive so um, I think that'll be the key point of the game is whether he can stop Herrera or sorry, where you can stop De Bruyne getting those balls into the box, and um, maybe uh, maybe Fellaini then will will take on. Uh, oh, where, where do you see what? Like, is it a Martial that he'll drop? Do you think, or is it a Lingard? He probably no, he'll play Lingard because Lingard is in form at the mm, moment, so yeah. he'll probably dr- drop either Rashford or Martial. But geez, Martial was quite good last week at Emirates as well, Rob. Mm, yeah, well, I mean, Rashford was left out the other night of the the CSK Moscow game, and he hasn't been great in the last few weeks. So it, Martial is probably the man to stay in, uh, along with Lingard. So it, you know, um, but but I, I, okay. I think I think he'll have to keep Lingard though because he was so impressive covering when Pogba does his runs forward Lingard dropped in really mm. well in midfield and Mourinho will really like that against City so you're saying that a four man defensive unit rather than a five yeah probably but can I throw us back to Dora Rob the difference when De Bruyne was playing last season than this season is all of the City players are on fire at the moment mm-hmm. and last season De Bruyne was definitely their main guy to create whereas now they do have so many other options would it be uh, would it be naive of me to say naive but would it be excessive of Mourinho to really try and clamp him down when there's so many other options around him no you're right because in no, the sense that he is the PFA pair or anything, I, I when waiting they're saying but I don't it think would so it be, because on a one to one basis I think our defenders are more than capable of handling Aguero and, uh, and Jesus um, Silva Silva is, is, is another question whether he'll play um, I mean City the, the line from City at the moment is that he's, he's injured um, and that they didn't take him to Shakhtar Donetsk um, the other night so whether he's actually involved in the match day squad will be interesting because um, uh, Arsenal did it last week with Lacazette uh, they said he wasn't uh, he wasn't able to play and then he was in the starting lineup. so mm. we'll have to wait and see how that transpires but I think De Bruyne will be identified by Mourinho as the man to stop if you cut off the service, then there's a good chance that you can contain the other players. And just just on a lighter note, Rob, you made your match of the day uh, appearance last week, the week before. Tell us about that. That's correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, how did that come about? Were you paying the cameraman or was it story? No, I just happened to be sitting in a seat that was by the You just happened to be sitting there on the so, camera. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, a, a dream realised. Taking notes on Andrew Herrera's position. <laughs> he wasn't playing. <laughs> like, like, like on Sunday. <laughs> so, so to wrap up the United chat, lads, we're going. Mikey's going 
I think City will actually beat us, unfortunately. 1-0, you said it? 2-1. 2-1. Rob wants a team that will be scored, I think be very low scoring. Game and it'll be 2-2. Two, 2-2, two. Two, two, interesting. And City to edge a boring game. I can't call a match and we'll stay out of it. It's not just about the man in front of you. It's the team behind you. You fight together. Or you fall together. Only one team can stand tall. Ronan O'Gara, Donal Lenehan and Simon Lewis write exclusively for the Irish Examiner throughout the rugby season. For their brilliant insights on this week's key matches, get behind the Irish Examiner. OK, so we've, we've discussed the City and United match at Lent. We're going to discuss the Liverpool and Everton game now as well. Another huge derby, Merseyside derby beforehand on Sunday. Mikey, Liverpool are banging in goals for fun. They got seven again midweek in the Champions League. Everton seem to be having an absolute disaster of a season, but have a new manager and might be slightly more stable in midfield and defence. How do you see this one going? Um, this is intriguing at the highest yeah. level. I think the Sam Allardyce factor is, is is massive in this one. And like Sam Allardyce is just like I, I want to say he had this situation tied up before he even started. Um, Everton have a squad that is nowhere near relegation trouble. Mm. He played up this part that I'm in here to save Everton from relegation. Everton are not relegation candidates. Even if David Wunzer had stayed with him for the rest of the season, they would not be relegation candidates. There was too much quality in it. So Sam Allardyce I agree. is actually mm. going to win. Like has has his job already done? Save Everton from relegation. That's I think already done. Um, Everton could be in trouble on. On Sunday uh, afternoon, uh, with the way the Liverpool front mm. four are playing, and, and look, the stats are just absolutely bonkers so far from the Liverpool front four. Firmino has twelve goals, Coutinho has nine, Salah has eighteen, and Mane, who has not played all the games, has seven. Forty-six goals in all in the Champions League and the Premiership combined. That is just bonkers. Um, That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and look, Liverpool are also in form. No defeat in the last nine games. Um, but Everton have won. I think they have won three and drawn one of their last four. So they're not in altogether terrible form either. And they're, they're playing uh, Limassol tonight, I think, in the Europa League. Um, mm. Small bit of a bounce in the club, another win there, and, and their form then becomes a little bit better. Um, I, I think it is a dead rubber for them, and I think they won't exactly put... Like, obviously, we're recording this on Thursday, so they're not going to put the, all their eggs in, in that basket with the game. And I mean, Sam isn't even travelling. He isn't, that's right. He's a, a pre... Uh, now, this I say, I, 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 hang on a second. I didn't notice. What? Yes, he's not going. He's a pre-arranged medical appointment, but his Craig Shakespeare's his backup isn't charge. going either. I think it's Craig Shakespeare's next. taking charge of tonight's game. Yeah. in Limassol. Yeah, so that, that that's this is why I'm presenting. That's how it. that's how little bothered they are by yeah. right now. That's but and, and can, that means they can focus entirely on the Merseyside derby. So and then the kids out in Limassol, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the kids aren't so bad actually. The, the Everton youngsters coming through. Um, Good but, point. Um, I think they can focus on the game on Sunday. And like, if you're looking at some of these players that they have in their squad and who will be playing like Pickford is the future English goalkeeper Michael Keane is going to be the future the English centre has uh, again he would have been John Stone's kind of position last year uh, Ashley Williams would have been one of the best centre halves let's say he's gone through a bad run of form but he got a man, very of, the match, bad run of, man of the match at the weekend yeah. in Sam's first game um, so there's a small bit of confidence coming back there you'll have Leighton Baines you could have Jaggy Elka Sigurdsson you know Swansea's best player um, but Liverpool do have it over Everton, don't they? Like, they do have the jinx over Everton. Yeah, they do. Field, and I still do believe that Liverpool will beat Everton, but not as comfortable as some people are saying. And when you, talk about, when you talk about Ashley Williams' struggles, I mean, a lot of that's been for pace, and you look at that Liverpool attack, 
and I think they've yeah. dubbed it the Red Arrows, I think, when they were <laughs> uh, posting some highlights of their counter-attacking ability and it's frightening the speed they're getting up the field. So, But, but here's an interesting stat so far from the, 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 the league this season. Liverpool and Arsenal, actually, incidentally, have conceded more goals than Swansea. What position are Swansea? 20th. That that tells you incredible. But it also tells you how frightening they are in attack. But yeah. that is a very good. But stuff. like their their defence, and I, I list out That's the names incredible. here: like Trent Alexander, Joe Gomez, Mignolet, Moreno, Matip, Carius, Robertson, Lovren, Claver. Are, are they good enough for Liverpool to be going for the title? Which but, I think they should fun, be. I think in the Champions League last sixteen. Funny enough, actually, if they had, like, it really illustrates the point that if they'd got Virgil van Dijk and another really good defender that they could well be matching City for stride for stride here Absolutely. I think Fapp is realising it though because he's nearly given up on the concept of defenders he had James Milner playing last night yeah. playing well at he the weekend Wijnaldum at centre back at the weekend Wijnaldum and Chan, I think. Chan so he's just going to well. put 11 so attackers on the team I reckon he's going for the 0-7-3 formation there <laughs> yeah uh, he's getting the results I mean they're, they're getting 7 goals midweek but what, what, what is also quite interesting with Liverpool uh, of late is their under-reliance on the English players they, they've got a, a, a bank of eight English players I think in their squad Ox, Lalana, Henderson, Solanke Gomez, Trent Sturridge and Milner none of those have been hitting the headlines and last night against Sparta Moscow in a must or in midweek in a must-win game they left Henderson on the bench and they played Chan and um, they played Chan and Wijnaldum as their two defensive midfielders holding midfielders to sit in front of the back four and they played their front four obviously of Mana, Salah, Firmino and Coutinho um, so maybe the whole Henderson captain thing isn't working out as well he's been playing poorly yeah. he has been playing poorly and, and as well as that Ox hasn't made a hinder yet but he has made a few strides lately Miller can fit into the back line but I don't believe will start on Sunday either so you could have a position where Liverpool could actually nearly name six of their seven outfield players on the bench as all Englishmen even though Mikey you expect Everton to put up the show I do think I'm not going to say it'll be overawed but if, if Liverpool don't win this by at least two goals I'd be stunned yeah the one thing about Everton though is they haven't been playing like a team that's been struggling for safety it was a point well made that like Big Sam is in on a rescue mission for a club that's 10th on the table in his second game in <laughs> so I mean he's in a brilliant position and they they were playing with confidence at the weekend They like their goals weren't it wasn't brute force it was good play like and I think one of the biggest things about Big Sam is he brings big confidence to the club. So they'll, he, he does, they'll he bring a bit players, of swagger. Players, yeah. They'll have a bit of swagger going into this game that they mm. can do it, but I struggle to see them matching the pace of Liverpool, even not only in defence. I mean, they've, so they've Rooney and Sigurdsson who kind of stand on each other's toes, but there's not a lot of pace there. And like, that's a problem. In, in fairness, as much as we crab Liverpool's defensive um, right. output... They've only conceded two goals in seven matches at home in the league. It's probably a bit of a Man City thing, though, where they're attacking so much. Yeah, that, that's yeah. doing a lot of their defending for them. Jeez, like they, when you look at it, they have statistically, statistically, the second best home record in the division yeah, at home, mm. which is, you know, and they have done well in some of the big games. Obviously, they did nil-nil draw with United, but some of that was more how United, how frightened United were of their attack rather than how well their defence yeah, is Yeah, I, I think what will be crucial is that if, and I think it's, again, I think the, the, the importance of Sam Allardyce in this game is if Everton concede early and their heads drop, I didn't think they could be in trouble. 
mm-hmm. if they concede early but man up and, and I think that's something that Sam will be pushing hard is that look you concede a goal you're going to concede goals you're going to concede goals in Enfield but man up don't let the heads drop they've conceded 28 goals this season Everton and 16 of them have been on the road they're winless on the road in 7 drew 3 lost 4 scored 5 yeah you know, I think home and away stats a bit when it's a derby game though. Do go to yeah. a mile down the road. It's that's a bit true. Different. I suppose, yeah. And it would be it would be huge for Everton if they could get a result if they are going to go in and play the likes of Tom Davies, Dominic Calvert Lewin, mm-hmm. John Kenny, John John Kenny Holgate. These guys, yeah, kind of like, localer lads, more local lads, yeah. But so if they if they could, if they could increase the confidence of their bigger name players, and I'm talking Sigurdsson, I'm talking William Schneider, and Klassen, Morales, mm. and combine that with the exuberance and youthfulness of the likes of John Joe Kinney, Holgate, Calvert-Lewin, Keane, Pickford, Davies, Luckman, everyone will be in a bad position come the end of the year, and if they, could come, if they can get that right for Sunday, they'll give Liverpool enough of it. The only thing is that they won't yeah. be in a bad position at the end of the year, but it's not really the long-term plan you'd have liked to see with those guys there like Sam is there to do a job he's done an 18 month contract he's going to earn a lot of money and not a lot of time he gets to manage a you know a, a top half club easily but yes. it's not a pro, it's not a five year project to see them take the next step up verdict um, I'd say Liverpool could do it 3-1 he's kind of thinking along those same lines yeah, Mikey I, I think it'll be level after 60 and I think Liverpool will pull away in the last half an hour my many thanks to Rob McNamara, Stephen Barry and Mikey Sheen on Paper Talk Extra this week. We'll be back next week with more on all the Christmas action coming up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.